This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show. The bottom line was Senga. They're going to need more of that. For the life of me, even all these months later, I still can't wrap my mind around the fact that the Mets decided to let Chris Bassett walk out the door, a guy who led them in innings pitch last year for absolutely nothing, really. Last night, if that is going to be indicative of the guy that we're going to see for the rest of the summer, then that means good things for the Mets. To illustrate just how disappointing the starting staff has been for this team this year, do you realize last night, Mets have played what? Let's see, 28, 55 games. Games. Only 14 of them have featured a starting pitcher for the Mets that pitched six innings. And Senga, we hit on it again last night. You just want to see a little bit more consistency from him. Nothing more, nothing less. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Dan Grosser Show, 98.7 ESPN. We're taking it right up until 10 o'clock. That is Gordon and Larry right here on 98.7. 800-919-3776. That is the... Telephone number at Dan Crosses, where you can tweet at me. 2 1 Metropolitans over the Phillies. That game right now going to the bottom of the fourth. Yanks and the M's a little bit later on tonight. Clark Schmidt on the hill this evening for the Bombers as they go for the three game sweep against the New York native George Kirby. I actually, you know, what I was just talking about, by the way, with the Padres stuff. So I just checked it out on my DirecTV. Now, I pay for the extra innings package so I get all the baseball games whatever because I'm a, a fanatic on direct TV the channel that was Bally Sports San Diego which is now no more was 694 the Padre game tonight because they're in Miami they're underway already playing the Marlins it's now on 694-3 and it just says MLB San Diego Padres as the channel and as far as the game presentation looks in the upper right-hand corner of the screen, where normally they would have, like, the Bally's logo, it has the Major League Baseball logo because they're essentially taking over control of the broadcast. And the graphics on the screen, like the score bug and that type of stuff, it's all the same as you would see on MLB Network whenever they show a baseball game. So right down to the very last mundane detail, it is clearly all about... Major League Baseball here now taking control of these presentations. So we shall see. Now, football. We've talked a lot about DeAndre Hopkins the last couple of days. Free agent wide receiver sent packing by the Arizona Cardinals. Heck of a player. Even though he was suspended for six games last year due to violating the league's performance enhancing drug policies, 31 years of age, but he's going to help somebody win. You know, he could still go out there and contribute in a major way. And both of our teams here, certainly, I think you could look at and go, well, yeah, I, 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 I could make a case for them. And as I've said, I think that the Giants probably represent a greater need than the New York Jets do because I think that the Jets' wide receiving core is probably a little bit stronger than what you have with the Giants right now. And when Robert Sala met the media earlier today at Florham Park, and I was out there as a matter of fact, um, Sala said, no, you know what? We're good. We like our wide receivers. So basically kind of slamming the door shut on any potential DeAndre Hopkins appearance in Florham Park with Aaron Rodgers and all of his buddies out there. Giants, on the other hand, which I think makes more sense as a whole because the Giants don't have that number one guy. And look, I don't even know realistically if DeAndre Hopkins is still a number one guy at this point in his career, really and truly. You know, he's been through a lot. 
31 years of age, but he would fit in really, really well with that team, and he would also take some of the pressure away from some of the other guys, open things up now for Darren Waller down the middle of the field, and also, once they get Saquon Barkley's name on a new contract, I think that he's also a guy that can open up some running lanes for Mr. Saquon and also make the quarterback's job a little bit easier. And, oh, by the way, they're paying him a lot of money to go out there and be successful this year, of course, talking about Daniel Jones. So, Brian Dayball, meeting the media today at the Giants OTAs, he was asked if the team is indeed interested in DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, no, I'd say like last year, anytime there's someone that's available, uh, that's a free agent, I'd say Joe and his staff are going to look into it, research it. We talk about really a lot of different players, so regardless of who it is, uh, that's part of our job is to make sure we're, we're doing our due diligence. Well, guess what? That was a little bit of a new approach. Instead of just kind of saying, nah, you know what, we're good, we'll pass, which is kind of what Robert Sala said. Right? Sala tried to put that fire out really, really quick. And he's like, nope, we're good. Not to say that there's anything bad about Hopkins, but we're good. We like the guys that we have. Dayball basically gave you, we're looking into it. We're keeping an open mind because why wouldn't you? You know, if you're the Giants, right, you had a great season last year. You won a playoff game. You were one of the final four teams still playing football on the NFC side of the ledger. So why wouldn't you go out there this year and continue to try to build upon what you accomplished a season ago? You gave your quarterback gazillions of dollars. You made some acquisitions during the offseason. You gave Bobby Okereke a lot of money to come in and in a lot of ways almost kind of quarterback that defense. And a lot of people kind of opened their eyes and raised some eyebrows when they saw that contract. They were like, geez, that's a lot of money for that guy, right? You're hoping that you could get something done with Saquon Barkley in terms of multi-year so he doesn't have to just play it out on the franchise tag, and it'll help things out as far as your salary cap is concerned. You make the trade for Darren Waller to make things easier on your franchise quarterback. So that's why Hopkins, to me, makes a heck of a lot of sense for the Giants. Now, he's going to have to want it, Right? I mean, and Hopkins, at this stage of his career, the one thing that's missing from his resume is winning. He was in Houston, and he was in Arizona. Right? Those teams don't go to Super Bowls. Those teams don't really win consistently. That's something that he wants. Harvey, do we have that cut from DeAndre Hopkins on the podcast, the I Am Athlete podcast, when he was on with the Brandon Marshall thing that was played last night? You give me five seconds. You know what we should do? We should just stall for a bit. How about that? Do you want to stall? Yeah. That's why I figured. You know, we played it last night. And so for those, look, I know that some people are dropping in and out of the show. I get it. But we played it on the show last night. And I figured, you know what, for those that weren't listening to the show last night, that it's a little bit of a refresher and that we can maybe catch everybody up to speed a little bit on some of the things that we're referencing. So, and because Harvey's really good at that stuff, here is DeAndre Hopkins. He was on the I Am Athlete pod, which is like the Brandon Marshall vehicle. And among other things, he talked about what are some of the criteria that he feels is necessary as far as looking for a new home is concerned. I've been through three to four GMs my career. Mm-hmm. So a stable management, a QB who loves the game, QB who brings everybody on board with him, pushes not just himself, but uh, you know people around him. And a great defense. I think defense won championships. Defense, stable organization, quarterback. Well, 
Giants are stable. Joe Shane and Brian Dable aren't going anywhere. They just got here, and off of one season, they've had a lot of success. Giant defense is good. I don't think it's elite, but it's good. You know, you could find a lot worse, that's for sure. And if these guys could just stay on the field, I think that you could potentially have something there. You know, I'm really excited about Deontay Banks. I think that that was a steal for the Giants, where they ended up getting him in the first round. You know, a lot of these other guys that fell into their lap on draft weekend filled needs for them. So I would expect that unit to even be one step better next season. But as far as will the Giants just pick up right where they left off last year, that's a tricky spot. You know, because we've seen countless examples in the NFL to where clubs will go out there, make the playoffs, and then they come back the next year and they have a little bit of a regression. And the Giants, look, not going to be easy for them. Look at the NFC East, first and foremost. Giants could be one of those examples this year, and I know you hate to hear it, but they could actually be a better team than they were last year, but they might not have as many wins. Right? That, that could easily be a scenario that falls this football team. I think they'll be okay, but now a lot more is going to be expected from the quarterback. Not just equaling what he did a season ago, but going out there and actually playing better. Right? So why not bring in a wide receiver? and make a legitimate run at a guy who has produced at a major level in his career to help out Daniel Jones. Now, there's other suitors, though. It's not just like the Giants are the only team that's going to be bidding for his services. No. You know, when you hear the likes of the Kansas Cities and the Buffaloes and teams like that, those clubs have been closer to the top of the mountain than the Giants have. Kansas City, shoot, they're defending champs already. I actually think he's going to end up there, too. I just got a weird feeling. You know, he, that would be a situation to where he takes less money because he could go play in a championship organization. He could go play with Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, that entire offense. He got Travis Kelsey. He got other weapons on that field. And he could just go out there and be yet another one that a defense is going to have to stay up late at night worrying about when he got to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Giants only got $4.5 million of cap space, too. Right. And oh, by the way, they're still going to have to figure out the Saquon Barkley situation. So I, I, I think it's a nice fit. I really and truly do. I just don't know how realistic it is right now when talking about Hopkins and coming to the Giants. But you never know. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. When we come back. We'll talk about the other team in town and specifically the new quarterback. And not just what he's done so far in his brief time here in New York, but how things kind of fizzled out at his old stomping grounds in Green Bay. Nice article written today, which kind of shed a little bit more light into that situation. Dan Gross' show, we roll till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776 is the telephone number. So, a lot was made over the last couple of years, obviously, with the fallout between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and certainly when we were watching from afar back earlier in this offseason, will he or won't he, you know, is he going to be traded? Does he still want to play? What's the status right now of his relationship with the Green Bay Packers? Blah, 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 blah. And we've heard these things going back to even 2020 and 2021 about this, you know, kind of just dissolving of the relationship between the two parties. Well, Matt Schneidman who covers the Packers for The Athletic, and I don't know if you've got a chance to check this thing out, but it's really worth your time. Kind of just, you know, wrote a nice long piece talking to, you know, several members of, you know, the particulars, including Aaron Rodgers himself, which I thought was interesting. You know, got a hold of Aaron. Aaron called him back and gave him some good quotes for the story. So the big takeaways, number one, according to this report, is that David Dunn, who's Aaron's agent, requested a trade to Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy's the team president. And this was back early on in the 2021 offseason. It was basically trade Aaron Rodgers or fire the GM Brian Gutekinds. And remember, we had heard some things about that previously. You know, that they wanted the general manager fired and all these type of things and blah, 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 blah. So this came after 2020. In 2020, remember, he won an MVP. That was the first of the back-to-back MVP awards. Then you have this drama go on early in 2021. He goes out in 2021, he wins another MVP award. And nothing happened. And remember, the news of that trade request, remember it broke on draft night or on draft day, which was when the Jets, ironically enough, were all set to take Zach Wilson with the second overall pick. But it seemed like that entire draft was being overshadowed by the news that Aaron Rodgers wanted to be traded. That's like all anybody was talking about on draft night. Okay, nothing happens. Then you get to 2021, has another MVP season, signs a new extension with the Green Bay Packers. So you thought that, okay, everybody's on the same page again. Nothing bad's going to happen. They're starting to see a little bit more eye-to-eye. Three years, $150 million later, everybody's singing kumbaya. Then 2022 rolls around. Roger stays away for the offseason. Doesn't take part in any of the voluntary OTAs or anything like that. The team is reportedly upset. 
that Aaron stayed away from the OTAs, especially after the organization made another commitment to him and gave him a deal for $150 million. Aaron basically is saying, look, I do my own thing in the offseason. I think it served me well throughout my career. I'm coming off of back-to-back MVP awards. Half of it is not just necessarily being there for the -the on-the-field stuff, but getting the mental break and then showing up to training camp and showing up for the start of the season feeling refreshed mentally is just as big as feeling fresh physically. And so there was a quote there from Rogers in the story, which kind of just said, you know, in reference to the Packers, just tell the truth that you wanted to move on. And we know that they drafted Jordan Love, and eventually they wanted to turn things over. But then Rodgers won two MVPs in the meantime, which made the decision a little bit harder. And then the Packers were kind of left with, well, the guy's still playing quality football, and he's still playing at a really, really high level. We just can't kick him to the curb and move on and kind of just hand things over to a kid who might not exactly be up to the task. Interesting. Interesting, to say the least. And that's why now, with what's happened so far with the Jets, and remember, there was a lot of speculation that when the Jets were going to acquire him, that he's not going to be here during the offseason. He's not going to show up. You know, he's going to hang out in Malibu. He's going to be doing different things. There's no way he's going to take part in OTAs. No way, shape, or form. Guy's been here every single day. Every single day. And even though he's still not out there, quote-unquote, practicing because of that calf strain, and he's fine. I mean, it's nothing serious. They're just being super cautious, as they should. But one of the things that he spoke about is being there for helping with the install of the offense. He knows what the deal is. Nathaniel Hackett knows what the offense is. A couple of those Green Bay guys who were there, you know, the Randall Cobbs and the Lazards, they know what the offense is. But for the majority of the guys in that locker room, they don't. So Rogers' presence is beneficial in that sense. And I think that's why you give him a hell of a lot of credit here because, you know, it's a different circumstance than what was going on in Green Bay the past few years. You still had guys there who understood what exactly was going on. Here, this is a new language to a lot of these players. And this guy being the central figure on the team, if he is not on top of it, and at least in terms of the dialogue with the other players, then this whole thing is not going to fire the way that they want it to and that everybody wants it to. But from a Green Bay perspective, remember, this article was written from a Green Bay side of things because now they're left to pick up the pieces. They've moved on from it. I think a lot of folks out there were probably tired of all the drama because it seemed like this was an annual thing. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is he going to retire? Is he not going to retire? Is he happy? Is he not happy? Does he want the GM fired? Does he not want the... Like, they probably are okay with maybe turning the page and moving on. And maybe the way last season ended for the Packers, not making the playoffs, losing in that final game of the season against the Detroit Lions, maybe it made the parting a little bit easier than if it was coming off of, you know, like another deep playoff run or something like that. But Jet fans aren't complaining. Jet fans shouldn't complain. You got your guy, right? And he really has, you know, from what I've seen and from what I hear talking to people, he really has done a nice job of almost being an extra coach out there on the field. After every single one of those plays out there today, he's sitting there either talking to the quarterback, talking to the wide receivers or the tight ends or the backs or whoever, you know, was involved in that play. And granted, this is only seven on sevens that we're talking about. But he's still very much present 
He could easily just sit in the training room inside and, you know, get the quote-unquote rehab done on that calf. But, no, he's out there. He's in these guys' ears. He's approaching them. They're approaching him. And that's what you like to see because, what, today's May 31st. Another month and a half. Once training camp starts, it's full systems go. You know, there's no sort of grace period here. This is a team with championship or bust aspirations this season. And because they're playing in the Hall of Fame game, you're reporting to camp a lot sooner than everybody else, which means your offseason has a shorter window. And you don't want to give up any games or give up any practices. They can't afford to do that. And I think that he knows that, and hopefully the other members of that organization and certainly on that football team are up to that as well. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. But it's still weird having a guy like this, a four-time MVP, first ballot Hall of Famer, in the locker room, in the huddle on the team. Right? Randall Cobb is one of those guys who he's played a long time with. Randall Cobb, one of the guys that... He wanted the Packers to reacquire. They went out and made that happen. The Jets went out and got a guy like Randall Cobb because he served for the better part of his career as a security blanket to an Aaron Rodgers. Here was Randall Cobb today after practice about his longtime relationship with the new Jet quarterback. I've known him for over a decade now. We've kind of grown together. We, we've grown to understand each other in a different way. Uh, he's the godfather to one of my kids. Um, he stood in my wedding. Uh, so I, I definitely have a good sense of the person that he is. And I've uh, been very fortunate to, to learn a lot from him over the years. I got Look, I, I, I think Cobb is only going to benefit this team because you're not bringing in a Randall Cobb to be a number one wide receiver, number two wide receiver. And I think he knows what his place is at this stage of his career. I think the quarterback is cognizant of that as well. So I think it's going to be a good relationship if he can only stay out on the field and stay healthy, or else that doesn't do anybody any good right now. He's another guy who's off to the side right now doing some side work because you don't have to push these guys yet in May slash June getting ready for the season. It's not the way it should be. 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. Let us say hi to Tommy in Connecticut, who's up next here on 9870 ESPN. Tommy, how are you? Daniel, happy Wednesday. How we doing? Tom, I'm outstanding. What's going on, bud? Not much. Just, uh, well, obviously waiting until, uh, I don't know, close to midnight to watch a Yankee game. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but they, the are, they do go fast nowadays. You don't have to wait up as long as you used to have to wait up for these games to be played. <laughs> Not, 940 is a tough start, though. What was last night? What was last night? I'm trying to look. Hang on one sec. Last, last night, night was... I, it was, it was... It was 9 o'clock. It wasn't terrible last night. Tonight's uh, not so good. No, but how long? What was the time of game last night? Like, how long did it take? I think That's just, just, shy, just shy of three hours. I think it was just like shy of three. Yeah, 2.54. Yeah, you want a little bit better than that. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, hopefully Judge doesn't wait until we're, you know, up 10 nothing or 10-2 to hit a home run. But that was my point. This, this guy's unfreaking believable I was looking at his stats for, this, for the team. Mm-hmm. He's got like 60 less at bats than Glaber, who's got the most, and he leads in basically every statistical category, aside from batting average, because Rizzo's got about like a, a percentage point. It, right. I am. He's and he's just so much fun to watch, man. He's he's knocking paint off the foul pole. He's putting dents in the wall. He's beating the crap out of 
uh, T-Mobile Park. (laughs) He's unbelievable. No, he really is. And, you know, a lot of people, I don't want to say a lot of people, maybe that's not fair. And I think that it's not realistic to expect a guy what he did last year, right, for him to ever duplicate a season like that again. But as well, we've been I seeing never here, expected to do it on the on the home run end. But I mean, he's he's still got a ton. I I love seeing you know him and Pete Alonso going head to head. But he's just a fantastic baseball player. You know, any way you slice it, he's in, in some of these statistical categories. Tom, he's actually ahead of the pace that he was last year. Believe it or not. Well, he got off to a slow start last year. I don't know if you remember. Right, he gave everybody a chance. (laughs) (laughs) And he did that this year, too, to a certain extent. Well, I mean, well, he took 10 games off, you know, right there. You know, there's your head start. But, uh, no, he's he's just something. Um, But I love love him and Pete going head-to-head in New York. It's just – it's great, you know. You got to love – you got to love the Met – Yankee, it's not really a rivalry. I, I wouldn't call it that, but but it's fun and it's good. You know, it's great for you guys. Well, you know what, Tom? I got to be honest with you, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show, and I thank you for the phone call, my friend. You get back to us here. I don't even look at it as, you know, an Alonzo Judge type thing with the race for the home run record. Well, not the home run record, but like, you know, the home run lead. I still look at Judge, and maybe because that's, you know, the old school mentality that I have, like keeping things in the American League. I look at that as Judge and Otani. Because those two guys are going to be the ones, it seems like, as the leading contenders for the foreseeable future every year for the American League MVP. Right? You know, I want to see those two guys matching wits with one another. And it just stinks that one guy plays on the left coast, one guy plays on the east coast. You don't get to see Otani as much as you ordinarily would. And we'll see what happens next year, of course, because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. I still don't think he's coming here. I think he's staying on the west coast. I think he's going to be a Dodger. But, look, Judge is making a lot of money. Yankees made a big commitment to him. And you're still going to have primo Aaron Judge for at least the next six, seven years. At least, if he stays healthy. And you know that by the tail end of that contract, you're going to be getting diminishing returns. But that's what you have to do. you got to pay a little bit more for tomorrow to ensure that you're going to get peak productivity today. And I don't think the Yankees or the fans care one way or the other if this guy's going to continue to go and hit the cover off the ball which he's been doing here of late 800-919-3776 that is the telephone number talk a little jets coming up next and got some good news on the injury injury front about a player who's going to be really really important to their success this season grasa show till 10 right here on 9870 espn Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. You see this story that's coming down here a little while ago? This is kind of strange. The Baltimore Orioles, this is according to uh, Dan Connolly, who covers the Orioles for The Athletic, and uh, my pal Britt Giroli, also The Athletic. The Orioles have dismissed director of team travel Spencer Clark, who has held the post since December of 2021, with four months left in the season. The Orioles have hired an interim replacement. Clark didn't return a phone call. The Orioles won't comment on personnel moves. Something must have happened. But the only time, you know, I hear or I read director of team travel, and all of a sudden my mind races to George Costanza, right, like assistant to the traveling secretary. Like, that's all I think about here. So I I don't know what must have went on, what exactly uh, took place behind the scenes, but you know that something took place to where the Orioles had to pull the plug on that one. Imagine the new guy. The new guy then has to go and tell people, it's like, yeah, I'm the – I'm the interim director of team travel for the Baltimore Orioles. I don't know if you can fit all that on a business card, but I guess this guy has to now. I mean, I can't even sit here and make Baltimore Orioles jokes because they're actually a good team now, right? They're winning games. You know, like like Baltimore, they got their act together. They've given up a hell of a lot of runs over the last few days to the, uh, the Guardians. But other than that, you know, the O's are good, and they're going to be good. For years and years to come with all this young talent they have in the pipeline. Anyway, um, speaking of good for years and years to come, you're a Jet fan, you hope that they're going to be good moving forward here. And one of the guys that you hope is going to be one of your big-time players is Brees Hall. Brees Hall may have been on his way to winning Offensive Rookie of the Year last season before he tore his ACL in that game in Denver in October. Great dude, great kid, hell of a player. And I've been saying this, you know, Brees, I was doing something with him over at the studio in Florham Park back in January, like at the end of the season. And so that was one, two, like three, exactly. Give me the uh, the old memory bank there. That was three months after the injury. And he was moving around pretty good. Now, just walking in the halls is a little bit different than going out there and having a shoulder to load and play football in the whole nine yards. But for three months after the injury, that wasn't too bad. Post-op. And so that kind of gave you a little bit of optimism in saying that he might be ready to rock and roll. Now, they're being, like, ultra-conservative with him. He's still not practicing with the team. He's doing training work off to the side. But he was running off on the side field today. He looked powerful. He looked explosive. And they're going to pump the brakes on it a little bit. But now it looks like he's going to be ready to go for the start of training camp, which means you fast-forward to September the 11th and week one against the Buffalo Bills – Barring a setback, I think you got to feel pretty good and feel pretty confident that Brees Hall is going to be in that huddle with the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers in that offense when they trot out there at MetLife Stadium for the opener, which has got to be music to a Jets fan's ears. Let's hear from the head coach because he was asked today, Robert Sala, about Brees Hall and how he's coming along. I feel like he won't need to be limited during training camp, even though we still will, just to be uh, conscientious and cautious with him, but he, lo- he looks awesome. That sounds like he's going to be ready for week one, then, if you don't think he's going to be 
Yeah, I'm very, very optimistic on that one. I don't want to jinx it. I mean, the kid's already hitting over 22 on the GPS, so he's he looks freaking good. So, Not that you guys care about this at all, but I'll just give you a little you know, behind-the-scenes type of stuff. Now with Aaron Rodgers here, Jets have become the flavor of the month, right? They've become the hot, sexy team all of a sudden. So the media turnout is just out of this world. And this is how it's going to be all season long. I mean, think about it. This is still May, and it's OTAs. And it's like standing room only in the media room. So, like, when Robert Sala comes in there to do his press conference or any of the other players, like, you're literally packed into that room like sardines. Like, I snuck into the back because I don't want to be in the way or whatever. I just go in, whatever. And I'm standing in the back, and usually I have, like, you know, some space to navigate or whatever. Sala walks in the room. I got, like, three photographers walking to three more photographers in addition to, like, the five stationary cameras that are shooting the press conference, I got the photos walking in, and they have no room to maneuver. Yeah, that's all I heard throughout the press conference because I got these guys literally standing right in front of my face. And I'm saying to myself, this is how it's going to be all year. Like, this is still, like, pretend OTAs. This isn't even, like, the real thing. You know, it was so much, you know, it was, it was, that's the only good part when your team is not, you know, headline grabbing. <laughs> There's nobody there, right? Like the, the national media is not going to come out. You're just going to get the, you know, the stragglers who are just going to maybe come in because they got to be there. You know, I used to have a nice little space there in the room. I could stretch out. You know, I could get like food and drink delivered the whole nine yards. Now it's forget about it. Jets are the team. Jets got their name in lights. They're big news, big story. What was I saying? Who are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about Brees Hall. He's a great dude. And, you know, you you root for certain guys that you want to see do well. He's one of them. So he talked to the media today and gave an update about his recovery. It's going. Uh, no, it's going good. It's been uh, good to get back out on the field, running around, um, doing drills, starting to cut and stuff, and uh, feel like myself again. You know, it's just progressing every week, so it's been good. It kind of, it kind of give. It makes your head spin a little bit, you know. And you start to get giddy when you think about potentially. And look, it's very rare that it works out this way, but if you're a fan of this team, and you've dealt with the ups and downs over the last several years you do start to maybe get lost when you start to think of all the different options that now this team is going to potentially have offensively. Right? I mean, when you talk about the wide receivers, I think the tight ends are going to be a lot more productive with the influx of the new quarterback. You know, you have a couple of new pieces there on that offensive line. Uh, The running back group, I think, is solid. The kid that they drafted out of Pitt, Izzy Abanaconda, is a guy who they think could be another home run hitter for them. All centered around this quarterback. Right. And if he goes out there and plays anywhere near the MVP level that he has reached in his career, it's going to be a fun season for this team. And the possibilities are going to be endless, really and truly. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Now, Harvey, you had that little sound effect there when we go back in time, right? Like we go deep into the memory banks and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Keep that handy because when we come back, we're going to need that again because we're going to go back in time examining some of the best to do it here in our city. Dan Gross, the show we wrote till 10 on 98.7 ESPN. Costanza is in the building and he's not in this office. 
He's got the calzone! Costanza! Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Mets with a 4-1 lead, bottom six at City Field. It's actually Mark Canna four and the Phillies one because Canna's got a two-run homer and a two-run single accounting for the Met offense tonight. Hey, you know what? Blind Squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while, and tonight Mark Canna found his acorn. It's about time. It's almost June. But the Mets hope that holds up. And more importantly, Carlos Carrasco, who's given you yet another Solid outing, six innings of one run against the Phillies team, which even though they're scuffling this year, you know that they can provide some punch. So, again, baby steps. Dr. Leo Marvin, baby steps in the right direction for this baseball team. But still have to get nine more outs, and we'll see if they can slam the door shut. Don't forget the DNR hangout tomorrow at City Field. Pre-game tailgate, parking lot E, I believe, before the Mets and the Phils in the afternoon. So, hope everybody could go out to that let us go to the phones and let us say hi to our good buddy he is tino he is in staten island and he's on his way home from the gym right now on 9870 espn tino how we do yeah what's up my brother i'm actually coming home from work dan i'm actually usually i call you from the gym but i actually work late today i'm driving back from brooklyn just got back into staten island right now i'm so how you shocked been, i mean this is like you're breaking from routine here I, I know, Jen. It's usually you're 1,000% correct. It's usually from the gym. Right after the gym, I buzz you in, see how you're doing, talk a little Knicks basketball. I do want to sprinkle a little Knicks at the end. But, yeah. Dan, let's talk, I, the Jets are my second favorite team. Obviously, my Knicks are my one passion, and then it's my Jets. And we'll be talking throughout the Jets season together. But, Dan, you know, as, as a suffering Jet fan, I'm going to be 44 years old this coming July. Last time we went to the playoffs, I was there when we lost – to uh, Ben Roethlisberger in the AFC Championship game. Never forget it, negative six degrees. That was about 13 years ago, if my memory is correct. Is that true? It was the 2010 season, January of 2011. You are correct. Okay, I was there, and I was there the week before that when we beat Tom Brady. That was one of the – I was in the biggest highs of my life. So, I know – and I'll say Jet fans, I would be personally happy. I know people are shooting for the moon. we got to win it all. Dan – We've been suffering. We haven't made the playoffs. Get me into the playoffs and win a round. I think I'll be happy. I mean, I just don't see us. You know, there's too many great quarterbacks in the AFC with Burrow, Mahomes, uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's going to be really tough with a 39-year-old quarterback for us to win it all. 
So, I mean, what happens, God forbid, he sprained an ankle or something, and we have to go to Zach Wilson. I was reading reports today. Zach was terrible in OTAs. He couldn't hit receivers. There. Why I was there. You were there? <laughs> Please, tell me a little bit about it. How was he? Was it true? Are these reports? Yeah. Um, let's just let, let, let's put it this way. It's a good thing the Jets have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But, yeah, but you know okay. what, Tino? Yeah. Tino, remember something. I wouldn't throw age against this guy because, remember, a few years ago, Tampa Bay won a Super Bowl with a guy who was north Absolutely. of years old. I agree. And I, and I think, he, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder. What happened the way when with Green Bay, the, the fallout, you know, and there was more to it at the end there. More stuff is leaking out now. It wasn't peaches and cream. It was a bad breakup, it looks like there. Yeah, it wasn't. But you, and like too. you said, a motivated Aaron Rodgers, a chip on yes. his shoulder Aaron Rodgers, I think is the best yes. thing for yes. the Jets this season. Let's just pray. Let's just pray he stays healthy. That's all I can say. Let's Absolutely. just pray as Jet fans. Because no we cannot, God forbid, have Zach Wilson playing quarterback for the New York Jets at all this year. Because that's when we will suffer again. Now, well, I think no team wants next, to please? be in a situation. No team wants to be in a situation, Tino, where they have to go to the backup quarterback. Even though the old saying is you're only a play away, I don't think anybody wants to see the backup quarterback on the field, or else he wouldn't be the backup quarterback. Yes, for sure, Dan. Any, any, anything you're thinking? You know, I know it's not till July first, free agency. Any names out there? What kind of moves you think, as us Knicks fans, we need to make uh, to make this basketball team better? that have come to mind for you? Have you have you thought about it at all? I mean, I know we spoke last week, I think. I brought up a couple names. I like, I like another name in Yusef Nurkic, another center in Portland. He might want out over there. Any other well, things that you're thinking of? Well, here's the thing about Nurkic. You think Real that we quick, can... I'll, I'll let you finish about Nurkic. Here's the thing, though. Because of the injury issues that he's dealt with over the last couple of years, that may, and I say may, be someone that possibly could be had. Yeah. And, he, and he, he's solid. He's a big body. And he oh, when score. he's healthy, he's great. Yeah. When he's healthy, he's great. Did we lose Tino? We lost Tino. Tino, thanks a lot for the phone call, my friend. Happy trails. Um, look, we've talked about it. It's no secret. Knicks need shooters. More than anything else, they need shooters. I tell you, a guy that you may, well, I don't know. what Nowadays, I mean, with NBA salaries, because they're insane. I tell you, a guy that I wouldn't mind bringing in here is somebody who's still playing basketball. And that's Max Struess with the Miami Heat. Free agent at the end of the year. That's not a bad roll of the dice, in my opinion. And a guy you know that can perform on the big stage, not afraid of getting it done in the playoffs when these games intensify, I think Max Struess might not be a bad option. I really and truly don't. But there's going to be others, and we shall see. You know, you don't have to worry about the draft because Knicks don't have a pick this year in the first round. Unless they do something, you know, crazy to get one back here, but I can't see that happen. Knicks have a lot of draft capital over the next several years, but you would think that those would be some things that are going to be used as bait to try to go out there and acquire a player that's going to be able to help them. Now, now, I I, I thought this was funny. Harvey, give me the uh, the little sound effect when we go back in time. The back to the future. So I saw this thing show up on the internet. This list, you know, a top 10 list or whatever, and, and you take it with a grain of salt. It's one of these, like, computer program kind of AI type things, chat GBT. So it's like, you know, how much, you know, stock was actually put into it. Right, there you go. Connecting to the Internet back in the day. Love it. So this list, okay, sure to be divisive. Top 10 New York, New Jersey athletes. 
since the year 2000. So this millennium. So we're going back, you know, almost a quarter century. And when I say New York, New Jersey athletes are actually including like New York, like up, up, up there, New York, even though we don't consider it New York. It's still technically New York. Number one, Derek Jeter. Number two, Eli Manning. Number three, Marty Brodeur. Got a statue outside the Prudential Center. Number four, Henrik Lundqvist, another goalie. Number five, our buddy, Alex Rodriguez. Number six is David Wright. Seven is Mello. Eight is Jason Kidd. Number nine is, and this is the one that I was referencing earlier, Josh Allen. Yeah, that's right, the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen. And number 10 is Odell. Now, at first glance of this thing, I mean, there's a few that I would probably just take off this thing altogether. And there's a few that I would place a little bit higher than the others. First and foremost, I find it hard to believe, not only so much for geographic reasons, but has Josh Allen really done enough in his short time in the NFL to warrant being one of the top 10 best athletes in New York slash New Jersey over the last quarter century? I don't think so. Have the Bills been in a Super Bowl with Josh Allen? Have they? I mean, he's essentially been like a premier player for three years. Two, three years. All right, let's pump the brakes on that one. Jason Kidd, I think, if you're just looking at basketball players, Jason Kidd should be higher on this list than Carmelo Anthony. I would rank him over Melo. I don't care that Melo was a Nick longer than Jason Kidd was a Net, but guess what? Jason Kidd took the Nets to back-to-back NBA Finals and literally took them from the dregs to the precipice of a championship. Jason Kidd should have won the league MVP his first year with the Nets when they went to the finals and got swept with the Lakers. He should have won the MVP that year. He finished second to Tim Duncan. That was a bogus vote. Kidd should have been the MVP. He literally resurrected the franchise. That counts for something. And if you're talking about Mets, because, you know, like David Wright's name on, David Wright is the only Met on this list. David Wright, I mean, I know he had the longevity and he's got all the records and that sort of thing and career Met, but, you know, Jacob DeGrom won two Cy Young Awards. You know, I mean, he was the best pitcher in baseball there for a period of time. Helped the Mets to the World Series. Carlos Beltran wasn't that bad of an everyday player, as a matter of fact. All those years he was with the Mets. And you mean to tell me that Aaron Judge, there's no room for Aaron Judge on this list? You know, Judge has been up here for, what, seven, eight, nine, zero? This is his sixth year. Guy's already got an MVP, should have won another one. You mean Aaron Judge doesn't find his way onto this top ten? That's why when you let these bots make these lists, you get bogus stuff like this. I don't know, curious to see who you would include on this. Or take out. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. lot more to do. Still got 60 more minutes to play with here on this Wednesday. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN.